0: welcome to another edition of life behind bars I'm Noah Rothman the Daily Beast half full editor joining me as always is my colleague and co-host David Wandrich how are you doing
1: all right excellent yourself pretty hot and hot hazy disgusting humid yeah.
0: disgusting in New York uh, tropical you could say absolutely it's almost like we're living in a rainforest uh, city in the middle of a rainforest mm-hmm, mm-hmm, junglely for sure <laughs> I don't think it's really out of character for new york summer you know to be so disgusting and you think with this kind of weather a we'd be used to it which we're not and b we would have more of a kind of tropical drinking history tiki drinks would be more popular here but not really
1: it never really
0: worked out here for some reason or at least it it, it's had real ups and downs Absolutely, and I, and I have this theory that President Donald Trump kind of cursed the Big Apple. He closed Trader Vic's, essentially, in, in the Plaza Hotel um, in the late 80s. He had unbelievably called it Tacky, which is, I mean... <laughs> which, I mean, pot kettle. <laughs> right, sure. A, a man known for his gold, you know, yeah, bathroom fixtures. Yeah, exactly. At that point, Trader Vic's in the Plaza had been open for about 25 years Actually, Trader Vic, French-Canadian. Yeah,
1: French-Canadian. He opened uh, a hamburger joint in Oakland, California, in Emeryville, which is part of Oakland. Was it, Hinky Dinks or yeah, something? Like exactly. Yeah. In, like, 1933, and wasn't doing great until he went down to Hollywood and saw Don the Beachcombers, the first tropical bar in Hollywood. Then he traveled around a little, yeah. went down to the Caribbean, and came back and uh,
0: started serving tropical drinks. And became very successful. And that spawned, like, not only a chain of Trader Mm -hmm. Vicks, but really, like, a whole phenomenon, cultural movement, you know. He was a natural salesman. Really, like, in the 50s, you know, everybody thinks it was this amazing time for cocktails, but it wasn't a great time, really, except for maybe martinis and tiki drinks.
1: Yeah, those were the two poles basically, you know. <laughs> yeah. Martinis, Manhattans maybe. Yeah. Even those were kind of falling by the wayside. Yeah. Uh, it was either the cult of the dry martini or the tiki cult. And New York had some pretty deep roots with tropical stuff too. Yeah. Uh, in the 1930s you had the uh, Hawaiian Room at the Hotel Lexington was hugely popular, and that had, like, live Hawaiian music and palm trees inside, and, you know, this is on Lexington Avenue and 53rd Street, which is not a tropical paradise around there uh, by any means, mostly, like big gray office buildings that place was very popular and there were a few other places yeah, for there sure. were a couple tropical bars there was uh, monty prosers who uh, stole the zombie from don beach and promoted <laughs> the hell out of it the hurricane bar that might have invented the hurricane cocktail
0: and what i think is kind of amazing is that it wasn't just even drinks it was food too like Trader Vic's, you know, the restaurant, you know, people would go there for dinner, cocktails. In 89, the restaurant, I guess it had already been closed for Mm -hmm. a year. The bar lived on. But when there were, you know, it was announced that Trump was closing, the, you know, the whole the last vestige of Trader Vic's Manhattan, you know, all these different people weighed in. Even Richard Nixon, like, issued a statement saying that his, you know, entire family would be sorry to see that it closed, like, according... This amazing article in the Philadelphia Inquirer, I found, he said, it was always our daughter's favorite restaurant It's quickly became mine, too. You know, and, yeah. and I love this image of, you know, Tricky Dick Nixon, you know, sitting uh, there eating, you know, poo-poo platter. Yeah, know, exactly. They, you yeah. know, Mai tai, Yeah,
1: or yeah, scorpion bowl the that he's sharing with Nancy. <laughs> right, exactly.
0: <laughs> it's not, although famously in another article I found um, in the Daily News, it, they did allude to an incident, I guess, food was... I guess mostly bland and at worse, Ewell Brenner once like got food poisoning supposedly from like the spare ribs there Ooh. so like he never I guess that was a famous incident wow you know? yeah you don't yeah. want to mess with Ewell Brenner see oh.
1: I, I I ate there a few times with, with my dad
0: and how was, it? was
1: uh, it the food was not particularly good my my dad was a pretty establishment character, and you'd see a lot of other establishment oh, yeah. characters there. It was not bohemian. Uh, Trader <laughs> Vic's was expensive. Right. Uh, the food was sweet. Right. You know, it was covered in sweet, gloppy sauces. But it was kind of fun. Yeah. And, you know, I had the tropical drink. I'd have, I can't remember what.
0: Uh <laughs> it's all the same. Probably. Yeah, it was all the same back, you know, <laughs> I was probably in my early 20s. I think it's funny because now we kind of see tiki cocktails as being kind of like a hipster thing. Mm-hmm. Where back in the heyday, it was really the man in the gray flannel suit, like after yeah. his job at like the advertising firm.
1: Yeah, it was, it was it was the guy who you know in in his early twenties was being shelled by uh, Japanese heavy mortars on Peleliu and then he comes back and goes to the tropical bar,
0: and it, and isn't it like isn't Trader Vic's like the original like a lot of the the bar in Oakland was covered with all types of ephemera. Where's it oh, yeah. And a lot of it was being sent back by soldiers. Yeah, there's there's a like, there's a
1: big Japanese rifle hanging over yeah. the bar of the Oakland one. Yeah,
0: you like, know,
1: it moved in 1972, but they kept all the stuff. Yeah. in the new location, and you go there now, and there's this Arasaka rifle with a bayonet. The thing is like long, and right. it's hanging over the bar. It's right. the it's the first thing you see. Wow. And it's like yeah. okay, whiskey was so tightly allocated during the war you had to take a lot of rum, which yeah. wasn't. And they used a lot of rum, but they but you know, their clientele still wanted whiskey. Sure. So the extra rum they'd put in crates and send to whatever island we'd just captured. Right. And just say send he'd send it to the officers club.
0: Unbelievable. Courtesy
1: of Trader Vicks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. and, and like Coca Cola I know had made a pledge to keep Coke. I think it was a nickel yeah. bottle and that yeah. obviously help Roman coke and yeah, making that was it very popular. popular and that song comes out was it the andrew sisters or whatever it is yeah and
1: i think maury amsterdam who was on the dick van dyke show had something to do with that song yeah, too maybe. which is very yeah. funny there were tiki bars in new york city you know and uh, now after donald trump's uh, closing of yeah that things kind of haven't
0: worked out so well there's a real, like, uproar when he announced that Trader Vic's was going to close. Mm-hmm. People fought it. Like, I found a quote from the Journal News that said, Tacky or not, Trader Vic's, like the plaza itself, is a New York institution. Mm-hmm. People were very angry about it. It's closing. You know, all of that anger kind of peters out about a year later or so. Yeah. I mean, Trump, I'm not sure why he wanted it closed. I don't, maybe it just, it seemed dated, I guess, at that point. I, I don't. Well,
1: also, it was, uh... Popular with all the people who hated him. Right. You know, all the establishment. <laughs> Those people did not accept him. So take this, Henry Kissinger. Right. I'm closing your favorite right. restaurant.
0: <laughs> and then it, it hangs on to, like, April at that point. Like, the only story I could really find was a tiny one mm-hmm. in the Daily News about how they had some last big charity event. Stuff was being auctioned off for, like, the Ronald McDonald House. And then it just sort of disappears. And, and that's that's April of 1990. There are a few... Tropical kind of tiki places that may be open and close, but nothing seems to be able to stick around. I mean,
1: it's there are a couple tiki bars that are perennial, but they're barely yeah. tiki. You know, there's there's one in, in Brooklyn that has been open for a decade and a half, but it's a dive bar. Right. You know, it's not a real. Like full on, we're doing everything tiki bar.
0: The Otto's shrunken head. Ready.
1: Yeah, another so, like that. Those huh. are they're kind of tiki bars, but they're not like like a they hybrid, don't have
0: the, like a like some kind of like you know tiki you know punk bar or something. Yeah, like, or, like
1: Zombie Hut in Brooklyn. Right, is, exactly. Is like that. Yeah, and they're uh, you know they're they're fine. They're fun bars, but yeah. But the the whole Trader Vic's thing was this very elaborate. Yeah. Like the the real full tiki bar is always super elaborate decor. Food, complicated drinks, you know, well executed.
0: Yeah. We've seen it in other cities. San Francisco has, you know, the award-winning Smuggler's Cove, right? Martin Kates. Yeah, you and know. there's a Forbidden Island exactly in in Oakland. Uh, and you go you in, you know, from. you go into Smuggler's Cove. You can get, you know, literally a, a flaming drink that you know four people can drink, but it's actually delicious. There's obviously still the Tonga Room inside the Fairmont. I mm. think it's I, it was people were going to try to close it, but it. It, it survived it survived it's, it's, it's
1: still there yeah
0: i mean it's a huge huge it's got,
1: it's got part of an actual sailing ship inside yes, of it yes you know? and, <laughs> and
0: i think it was i could be wrong but i think it was the pool of the hotel yeah and like a band comes out on a little island and then retracts yeah and you sit around the table sit around it, and, and the drinks come in these giant so amazing, they're not very good but, but they are big no no i've tried a lot of yeah. them yeah and um <laughs> I, I won't say what bartender but he was like Great place to go to order beer in a bottle. Yeah. Like not even in a glass, just a yeah. bottle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's wrong. I mean, most of the drinks were mm-hmm. pretty terrible. But, but on the other hand, like Smuggler's Cove, you know, is obviously famous for their, you know, wonderful drinks. They have an amazing rum selection. Yeah. You know, there's a whole society that I think if you try enough of them you get inducted and you get to wear like a cool little fez hat. You know, yeah, It yeah. seems very Trader Vic to me. Yeah, I, you
1: know, the funny thing is this is all in San Francisco right. where the climate could not be more different <laughs> from, say, the Solomon Islands. Or, or well, further from the Caribbean. Yeah. Right. And in New York here, the climate in right. the summer is exactly like it was on Guadalcanal. So You're, you're absolutely <laughs> right. And
0: there's a whole new... It's disgusting. There's a whole new kind of generation of tiki bars that have yeah. opened. I mean, I guess... Smuggler's Cove really just kind of kicked that off when it opened, Mm -hmm. but like you know, Chicago, which also, I mean, frozen tundra there. You know, six months of the year, maybe eight months, but you have you know three dots and a dash, Lost Lake, which is which is lovely. Yeah, and I mean, it's maybe it's one of these things where it's so cold and gray there that people want some kind of escape. Mm. You know, that they're looking for holiday in a glass but i, I don't know but I, I mean
1: we've had so many attempts here in new york the great julie reiner the absolutely oh. wonderful bar owner had uh monikai which wasn't full-on tiki but it had tiki drinks and it was it was oh, tropical it. and uh, lovely lovely yeah. place excellent food
0: yeah and it just didn't really catch on i thought of all of them that one probably had the best shot oh yeah julie grew up in hawaii like, yeah she knew she, everything she she about this Brian Miller, you know, yeah. who's, you know, well-known New York bartender who's sort of addicted to tiki culture. It was so set up to succeed and, you know, it's one of those things in New York where I think you just have all the elements and it doesn't work out and sometimes you've all the elements and it becomes an international sensation.
1: It's got me kind of wondering if it has something to do with New Yorkers Maybe. You know, because you think of people who come to New York, you know, most people right. who live here aren't native or at least most people who who uh live here and can afford to go to expensive right. tiki bars. You know, they've come here for right. for something. They've come here to be New Yorkers. And part of that image of New Yorker isn't like wandering around in a a tiki shirt and and shorts and maybe a number of extra pounds that you put on by eating poo-poo platters and 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 drinking uh uh scorpions fangs and or or, and all that stuff it might be a little
0: uh yeah outside of the self-image of the new yorker to it doesn't uh, fit with like the you know the sort of slow easy nature of tiki and you're kind of relaxing and time moves slowly we never shut down, you know. Fastly, you know. <laughs> yeah. Drinks, you know. Slamming down three martinis, you know, in, a, in an hour, you know, it doesn't fit. And, and I think you're right because a lot of the people also visiting New York, they're not coming here to have my ties no, and no. hang out like put their toes in the iguanas, God forbid. Um, <laughs> but they're here. It's a to, good way to
1: lose your toes. Least,
0: you know, they want you know a martini in you know yeah. Times Square. They want a Manhattan. They want that different.
1: make-believe experience. They they want the 1930s skyscraper movie experience. Men with fedoras and women with strings of pearls
0: and all that. Exactly. I mean, it is funny because as the tiki movement itself heatered out in New York, I think Mm -hmm. in a lot of New York Chinese restaurants sort of picked up, you know, aspects of tiki. So like through the 80s and 90s, you could find thoroughly not Chinese food in Chinese restaurants. Oh, yeah. poo-poo platter, the spare ribs, you know, scorpion bowls. Like, for some reason, there was this weird kind of hybrid Chinese tropical...
1: It gave you the uh, culinary experience without the worrying catch.
0: Right. (laughs) You know? Right. And then you could also get lo mein if you wanted. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I remember, you know, as a kid going to, you know, all these different Chinese restaurants. And it didn't really seem... Discordant at the time, but now it seems a little weird. Yeah, <laughs> you pair some giant, you know, uh, flaming drink with a, uh, you know, uh, an egg roll. It just makes no sense. Yeah,
1: I was living out in the suburbs in the '70s when I was going to high school, and uh, we always went to the the the, the, the Polynesian right. Chinese Polynesian right. restaurant. Exactly, like China and Polynesia right. have anything to do with each other?
0: <laughs> you know, right? It's always just weird. Okay, maybe it's something about tiki where it, it almost has to like graft onto a host. You know, yeah. like it's not yeah, yeah. like so much of it is mythical and, and New, New York's a tough host, I think. Right. And I and, and so much of the like drinks Trader Vic or Don Beach kind of dreamed up themselves and mm-hmm. dreamed up, you know, or what what Americans thought Polynesia was, not based upon our experience of going to Polynesia no. but what we believe Polynesia to be yeah. created tiki, so it's
1: with them you know. and the drinks were all basically Caribbean. Right. You know. <laughs> but
0: with different names right. and uh, some do people in Polynesia drink rum. Who knows? Yeah. yeah like yeah. Do they have orange juice. We don't know. We don't know. Like, it but doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. We've never been. Is it, <laughs> do they drink flaming drinks? They're pyromaniacs. They do actually. now. <laughs> right. And it's, so, uh, you know, I think when, especially as we've gotten ever more serious about yeah. cocktails, like you can go the route of like Smuggler's Cove. where down in, you know, New Orleans, our friend Beach Bum Berry, you know, Jeff Berry, who's, Try to solve some of the Don Beach riddles for his yeah. recipes. He's the historian
1: and, of the industry, right. and, the tiki you know, industry.
0: And, and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, secrecy between Trader Vic and Don Beach about some of their recipes mm. and trying to figure out what was actually in the zombie. But that's that's one aspect. Yeah,
1: I mean, the, the, the tradition is gaudy and colorful.
0: Right. It's not that deep. I'm encouraged that there's a whole new generation of bars in New York, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we were talking about Brian Miller, like, for a long time after he left Lanny Kai and before that, he was at Death & Co., he is Mr. Tiki here, and you mm-hmm. know he has a new bar called the Polynesian, of course, in, uh, which is part of the major food group, which also redid the space. It's not the Four Seasons Restaurant, but it's the two restaurants inside of what was the Four Seasons right. Restaurant. Um, so, uh, you know, that's on top of the Pod Hotel on the far west side. So. It's funny
1: they're calling it the Polynesian, because yeah. Polynesia, or Polynesian, is the Name of the Tiki Bar, the Cuban government opened in the Trader Vic space when they took over the Havana <laughs> Hilton. So <laughs> that was pretty
0: funny.
1: It's uh, I think I just realized that. Right. I like, Wait a minute. You know, it's funny they call it that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll see how the Polynesian works out. Yeah. It's a major investment. It's uh, yeah. You know, it worked in Chicago with three dots and a dash, yeah. which was a major investment by the Lettuce Us Entertain You group.
0: Right. It's not. And, you know, not uh, that different. Which is not
1: ways. that different, right? And the major food group has made its uh, bones here in New York by taking old New York uh, institutions and reimagining them, like for uh, for modern uh, consumption, such as the red sauce Italian joint, oh, yeah. the steakhouse, right. the uh, you know the, the Four Seasons yeah, the four, is, yeah. is, a, is a major thing. But yeah. uh, so uh, we'll see the oyster, yeah. the oyster bar, things like that. We'll see. We'll see how this works.
0: And then you have other places like Mother of Pearl and Diamond Reef and mm-hmm. some smaller ones that are kind of maybe not full-on tiki, but embrace aspects of tropical. Yeah. I mean, even New Orleans, Yeah, Latitude there? 29. And then also you have Cane and Table, which is from the Neil Bodenheimer and, you know... Uh, and then, and that's more kind of... A... what well, they call it like proto-tiki. I think they, yeah. they I think they were going to open up a tiki. They, they run Cure, which is just won the James Beard Award for best... Bar program in, in America in Uptown New Orleans, and they were going to open up a tiki bar, and I think Beach Bum announced it he <laughs> yeah. was going to open it up. All right, we're not going to like, with no. That. Okay, okay, yeah. let's, uh, let's let's do back up. So there's like kind of a what they call proto tiki, which I think in some ways is better because it gives them more freedom yeah, to do whatever exactly. they want. You know, like it, it's
1: less they have to worry less about the kitsch right? And it. they can focus a little more on the execution of what right, they're exactly. making. Yeah,
0: so. and Beach Bum has definitely gone full kick it looks like you've gone back to yeah. the 60s or 70s in there I was very excited when Lani Kai opened and I, mm-hmm. you know, I went there quite a bit and I am encouraged that like we have these new generation of Tiki bars I still feel like Trump's curse may haunt us yeah. Um I'd like I to see
1: one way around it is New York has such a great maritime history.
0: Oh, that's You know, we
1: always yeah. sailed down to uh, the Caribbean. We, right. We people. New York was the, the biggest port in America. Right. And you, you know, if you if you did like a waterfront bar, you know, yeah. like ports of call as your theme, yeah. something like that, that that kind of taps into the wanderlust of the New Yorker, but makes it a little more. And then, about
0: us. And the you Northeast, know? you know, back in the day in colonial times. Oh, it was, was. I mean, there were a lot of f- rum distilleries. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's like horrific molasses flood that, you know, swamps Boston at the end I'm of the I'm
1: sorry, I do have to laugh. <laughs> I know, yeah, it was it, terrible. It was
0: terrible. I mean, it was really. But crazy. also very funny. Yeah, it was. I mean, uh, yeah,
1: in 1919, uh, these huge storage tanks full of molasses, you know, 30, 40 feet high. Uh, were, rupture and it could be wave. used for yeah, rum. Yeah, but they were trying to get in some last rum distilling
0: before prohibition and uh it literally like just a tidal wave of molasses Yeah, ran through the North End. <laughs> just destroyed the North End which yeah. we have a great story that uh our, our rum expert Wayne Curtis wrote a couple of years ago for the Daily Beast mm-hmm. and it's uh it's one of the
1: it was horrible, people died.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's one of the They
1: drowned in molasses. It's which one, kind of sucks. it's one of the
0: weirdest historical events that i can think yeah. of i mean it's just you can't make it up
1: I, I used to go up to boston a lot in the 70s and 80s and on a hot day in the north end it still smelled like molasses yeah back then i think yeah. it's gone by now
0: yeah but uh, so that permuted. was you know
1: that was 50 years afterwards so wow yeah <laughs> 60
0: it, years afterwards but, but getting back to your idea yeah absolutely yeah. i mean i think you know we're, we're so close there's so many new yorkers who have come from you Know the Caribbean, yeah. Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic. If anywhere, we should have you know a tropical bar, it should be yeah. here, but you know. but
1: I mean, we, we could make it maybe a little less kitschy, which is and, <laughs> yes. and a little more New York, right?
0: Absolutely, the service a little bit be more faster. sophisticated. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I don't mean, know. I, I, I mean, I'm just wondering how you appeal to New Yorkers with on this same ground because uh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens with Polynesian. Yeah. I hope it works, yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, I, there was, you know, Painkiller, you know, yeah, which, a couple of years ago, which, then, you know, the B Gonzalez. And, yeah,
1: that one burnt out very quickly. It was yeah, a great bar, though.
0: Yeah, it was a great... And they had a lot of frozen... Almost ahead of their time. Yeah,
1: I and know, that was kind of... that But that that one, I think, would have had legs. They, they closed, not for yeah. business reasons. Because that one was very tied into 1970s New York. Right. And punk rock and Puerto Rican New York. And, yeah. uh, you know, this, this real, like deep into the DNA of New York. Yeah. And I think that's the stuff that succeeds best here. Other stuff, theme stuff doesn't do so well. Yeah. For, I mean, there are exceptions, but
0: usually it's looked at as being for tourists and people don't like it. And I think that also at this point, it's sort of like some of the um, molecular mixology or gastronomy Mm -hmm. that in itself, those bars or restaurants weren't successful, but, Aspects of that type of drink making or cooking have now entered the yeah. general, you know, restaurants and bars, so that you know you can find frozen drinks, you know, at you know a lot of bars in New mm-hmm. York now around the country, you know, that are good, that are you know kind of, yeah, almost ironic, but then past the point of being ironic, and now are just well, it's coding. that same
1: attention to detail, you right. know, that uh, that makes uh, a bar like Latitude Twenty Nine so successful is. You go in and yes, it's got like uh, kitschy t- tiki drinks, but then you taste them right. and they're just wonderful. Yeah, these things are well thought out. They're balanced. They're not just a bunch of fruit juice dumped into a clay mug with a <laughs> grim- grimacing deity on it. Right. You know, uh,
0: there's actual uh, thought that goes into it. Maybe the key is to, to have all of those drinks, but serve them in coops and rocks classes. <laughs> yeah. and, oh, there you go. You know, I'm like you, you know, and you know. I'm not sure people would even notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you could just have the same menu, yeah. but just present it like it was a total normal bar. Yeah. And people would love it. I mean, yeah, they'd be play like, oh. 1950s jazz. You know. Right, exactly. I don't know how our, our idea would go over with some of the Tiki Faithful. Um, uh,
1: they would not. <laughs> Enjoy that so much. Some of my dearest friends are, are complete stone tiki people. There and it and, and when and, and when you it say that, it takes a
0: special person to do that. They literally will show up every at every party. Yeah, every event in full on tiki. Like oh, I don't, yeah. I don't oh, mean yeah. like they're not like dressing like the dude from the Big Lebowski. I mean no, they no. are dressing like a sophisticated world traveler. In the fifties, on a Braniff Airlines, in Hawaii. <laughs> you know what I mean, like they yeah. are Who, who's just
1: been to Hawaii and bought the right. best shirt at the Literally. best shop at like, the best shop. Exactly. Yeah. Like these yeah, are yeah. like
0: yeah. not cheap clothing. This is no. like high antique. Oh, yes. they, they collect it's, vintage vintage uh, Hawaiian shirts, right? They would
1: not be happy. But in New York, it's not a huge community, you know. I
0: just I, and I think, to be honest, that a lot of these bars have gone out of their way to satisfy that group. Yeah, and that group like, isn't big enough to really sustain a full bar, right? Yeah, that's, and like, and that, like...
1: that's, that's what I've seen over over the years you know it's a it's a great group and they have the best parties right. in new york and uh-huh. you know some of the most interesting people i know but in new york it's a real like it takes a real commitment to live like that you yeah. know
0: it's a, and the sheer number of like drinks that you need to serve to pay the rent and everything is just yeah i mean maybe in other cities you could get away with that yeah, you
1: can like, have a, you can have a smaller exactly, crowd and, yeah or you could uh, do
0: like a like a real serious tiki bar inside of another bar yeah. or something like a.
1: But in New York, it's just you—you—you got—you you've got, you've got to make bank.
0: Yeah. As much as I hate to say this, maybe Trump was right. Maybe it is too tacky. Like <laughs> I, don't, uh, no. I, don't
1: know. No. I don't. No. 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 We I don't just don't deserve it. We don't deserve. It <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. We
0: just maybe don't deserve right. it. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see what
1: happens. But either. these things
0: come and go too. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. What, what is what is tacky and what's not is. Is constantly changing. So, oh yeah, uh, you know.
1: I mean, for a while, the uh, sleeve garter and uh, huge bushy right. beard and, and vest was considered to the height of cool. Right now, it looks tacky. Right, you know.
0: So there's I, that. Yeah, I mean, who knows? The pendulum may swing back. Well, either way, I, I think uh, it's time for a tiki drink. This weather is definitely inspiring. Yeah, I think a missionary's so. downfall for me. <laughs> exactly, a giant mai tai. Yeah, would be, be a nice way oh, to up the day and. Oh, boy, does that sound pleasant. (laughs) Cheers.
1: Cheers.